system to the Harlan Highway. To the Harlan Highway. to the Harlan Highway. Hello, darlings. Hello, darlings. How are you, darlings? Hey, welcome to the Harlan Highway. It's me, Harlan Williams here, um, talking into your face, um, just chatting to your face. Or I guess maybe not. I guess I'm chatting to your ears, which is on the side of your face, so... Harlan Williams here chatting to the side of your head. If I'm going to get technical. Did you know that the smallest bone in the human body is in the ear? I think, what's it called? I don't even know for sure. I think it's the anvil or the coxial or... I know there's the coccyx, which is your tailbone. But then I think there's another one in your ear called the coxial or something i'm not pronouncing it right imagine if you were a, a mutant a freak of nature and your coccyx was in your ear and your coxula was in your tailbone imagine that you had like a a piece of your spine in your inner ear and a tiny 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 little bone right at the top of your ass crack good lord what are the ramifications of that? Creepy. Hello, freak show. I got one for you. Yeah, what is he? You're never going to believe it. He's got tailbone for ears, and he's got a ear bone in his ass. I'll take it. <coughs> I don't know. Weird, right? Human body's weird. You ever have stuff go wrong with your body? You know, you're grooving along in life, you're healthy, you're happy, you know, you play football, you wrestle with your friends, you eat whatever you want, maybe you smoke, maybe you drink, you don't really think about it, and then one night you're just laying in bed, and I'm not talking about like a headache, or uh, you know, you twisted your ankle, I'm talking about you're just laying there, and all of a sudden you feel like a weird little like, twang! Like a little kick right in like the kidney or in your liver or you, you don't even know what it is. You just know it's deep inside you. You feel a little something you've never felt before. A little twang. And you're like, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 whoa, 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 what was that? Whoa, 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 what was that, please? Okay, I've never felt that before, deep inside me. I'm not a woman. I don't have a baby in there. What was that? Something kicked me. Something just stepped on my kidney. And then even worse than just a little twang, you ever get a lingering one? <laughs> I swear to God, this is a true story. One night I woke up. And I had this weird, it wasn't a, th a, a severe pain or a, a, an uncomfortable pain, but there was a little like something in my back, but it, was not, it wasn't my backbone. It was like inside me. Like it felt like my liver or my kidney or whatever. And I'm not 100% uh, 
exactly sure where they are physically, you know. But when things go wrong with your <coughs> with your body, as I cough, don't you suddenly feel like you're, you're all of a sudden some kind of a surgeon or a medical person? You feel something and say, "Oh, there goes my pancreas." Yeah, that's. I must have pancreatitis. That's what that little throbbing feeling is. Right? So I immediately self-diagnosed because this thing was hanging around. Like it was, this was a few years ago, but it was this weird little tugging, annoying thing somewhere deep inside. And suddenly the first thing that came to mind, I'm never going to Burger King again. That's it. No more Coke. No more Burger King. That's what caused this. Those damn curly fries. I probably got a, a full curly fry clogging my artery to my liver. Does the artery, does the liver even have an artery going to it? I don't know. I'm doing a podcast, people. I'm not a surgeon, okay? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna help you when you need surgery. I'm gonna do a podcast, and if that helps you get through, great, but so don't mock me when I don't know the body parts. But anyways, this is what I did. This is the true story part. I woke up in the middle of the night. Suddenly I knew exactly what it was. Oh, there goes my kidney. So what do I do? I run into my office. I jump online. Right? I start looking at kidney symptoms. Yeah, okay. I got that little tugging feeling. Okay, lower just behind my spine. Yeah, a little like... Uh, a light pain. Yeah, that's got to be it. That's my kidney. Those are the symptoms. So now I'm like, okay, I figured it out. I figured out what was wrong with me in about 12 minutes. You know, all these jackass uh, medical professionals, you know, going to university and college for, what, 12 years? Idiots. I went on Yahoo and figured out my ailment in about... Uh, 12 minutes. Right, so now I'm convinced I found the problem. I'm convinced I know what it is. So here's the real retarded part. Then I start surfing websites looking for cures. Okay, sure enough, I find one. Do you have this symptom, this symptom, this syndrome? These kidney pills will clear your symptom up in 24 hours. Made from seaweed, kelp, Sea otter hair, Turkish bubble bath water, and Richard Simmons sweat. You know, some weird concoction. I'm like, Eureka, I don't need to go to the emergency room. I'm going to self-medicate. I'm going to be ahead of the curve. I'm going to cut this thing off at the pass, right? Dr. Harland Williams is in. Yeah, Dr. Williams to um, surgery. Dr. Williams to surgery. Not now. I'm taking care of myself, thanks. <coughs> so no kidding, I get on the phone. I pull out the credit card. Suddenly I go from sleeping to doing <coughs> research on the Internet to figuring out what was wrong with me, and now I'm talking to some guy in India on the telephone. I'm like, dude, does this stuff really work? Oh, yes, it's delicious. It works wonderful. It just, you cannot imagine how good it is. Now, what is it you wanted it for? Yeah, right. Okay. 
you believe it? And when you're sick, you just want to hear words of comfort. When you're standing at death's door with your midnight kidney bean, you'll take some positive feedback from anyone. Oh, yes, you don't need to worry. You take these seaweed pills, you'll be good in one day, and you can go and play the beach volleyball, and you can go to the drive-thru and go back to the Burger King and have the curly fries. Really? Yes, you heard me right, the curly fries. Okay, I'll take a box. Excellent choice, sir. So I'm not kidding. I pulled out the credit card. I ordered some kidney bean seaweed pills (laughs) at 3 in the morning. Even the birds are looking in the window. They're going, what's the matter with you, dude? Oh, it's just my kidney. Oh, okay. You talking to India? Yes, I am. Smart move. So these guys promise it'll be there in 24 hours, right? I'm like, great. I'll have it tomorrow. I'm cured. Okay, I'm not kidding. About seven days later, I get this box of stuff. But here's the real kicker, okay? <clears throat> now, by this time, my 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 disaster has been averted. My, my liver-kidney malfunction has totally gone away. It was probably just, I hate to sound crude, but maybe it was just a backed-up fart bubble for all I know. So I go out on my driveway day seven. Since I talked to my pal in India. Oh, thank you for calling me your pal. Yeah, I'm just telling the story. That's okay. I don't have many friends. I'll take it. Shut up. Yes, pal. So I go down FedEx, you know, FedEx and all their delicate handling of things. You know, I have a gate at the end of my driveway and a giant mailbox. Do they put it in the mailbox? No. They throw it over the gate. (coughs) So here's my life-saving seaweed pills sitting on the driveway. My neighbor ran over them about eight times. I get (coughs) life-saving seaweed pills seven days late from India, and they're crushed into a powder. You know, a hundred bucks later, and I'm like, I'm such an idiot. Maybe I deserve some kind of ailment. Just get me off the planet. Well, no, that's not true. I mean, come on, folks. If I'm off the planet, who's going to bring you the Harland Highway, huh? That's right, me, your host, 100% healthy, Harland Williams. And don't forget me, Ginger Barakandula. Quiet. Well, you said we're pals. Shut up. You're not real. I'm Ginger Barakandula. Shut up. Oh, my God. I got in a terrible crash yesterday. Yes, yours truly, Harlan Williams, here on the Harlan Highway, had a major crash. Hopefully no one was hurt. I fell asleep. Okay, let me explain. When I say crash, I don't mean in a car. I mean I had a food crash. And I don't mean I rammed my shopping cart into some people over in aisle seven in the frozen vegetables. I mean, you ever do that thing where it's lunchtime and you munch out, you have a Big Mac or a big bowl of macaroni and cheese or a sandwich, and you're okay for like the first 20 minutes, and then all of a sudden, it's like someone gave you some sleeping pills, man. You just 
your body starts to crash. You have a food crash. I don't know if it's all the sugar in the food or the protein or the enzymes or the... I don't know what the hell's in our food. All I know, it's called food. I eat it. But man, when you crash, you just... Oh my, it's like you, it's like someone shot an arrow in your back. You were just walking along full of energy and then... Boom, your chest caves in, your shoulders slump... You can't hold your head up. Your arms are dangling like caveman arms. Your legs won't move. You feel like you got concrete boots on. And your eyelids feel like they're made out of lead, right? You just can't keep them all. Huh? 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 There's a train coming right at me. Oh, whatever. All you want to do is just drop and go into a coma. I'm never going to eat again, man. Oh, my God. I'm, oh, I'm so tired. Oh, and you're sitting at your desk trying to work, or you're trying to drive, or you're trying to do something, and your whole body's fighting you. It's crashing. And you can't stop the crash. So finally, you give in. You succumb to it. And you crash. You go into a daze, you go into a sleep, suddenly you're asleep. Everything's dark and you're dreaming and you don't know how long you've been out for. And you wake up ten minutes later, three minutes later, an hour later, and the crash is over. You're rejuvenated. And you're ready for something to eat. Hey, man, I feel fresh as a daisy. My food crash is over, and I'm hungry. Let's go get a Big Mac. Oh, no! Harlan Williams. Yeah, that's right. It's me, Harlan Williams. And you are... Oh, yeah, you're listeners. Um, Speaking of crashing, you ever have your heart crash? Hmm? Sure you have. How many of you listening... I've had your heart crash or crushed. Isn't that the worst? What's what's more painful, being in a car crash or having your heart crushed? I guess it's part of living, right? It's part of the human experience. I mean, hey, before you get all uh, sympathetic and you get all nostalgic think about it you might have caused someone else's heart to crash due to your existence on this planet maybe you've crushed someone's heart up (coughs) and we all know sometimes things don't work out but I think the worst way for it to go down is when the other person lies to you right or maybe even worse you lie to them sometimes lying can feel as dirty as being lied to. How many of you are liars? If you are, I recommend you stop because they always catch up to you, most of them. And they just, you know, if you've ever lied, it just it, it kind of sits on you like a, a dirty jacket. Like imagine pulling a coat off an old homeless guy under a bridge that's all crusty and smells like urine and has bugs crawling on it, holes in it. 
that's what it feels like when you lie. It feels like you just put that jacket on and you feel, why did I do that? I just lied to someone I love. And when they lie to you, it hurts. It's like, you're like, wait a minute, baby, you love me. Why? What? You told me you were going to Kathy's house and you ended up at an Aerosmith concert backstage? And someone <laughs> has spray painted the word Tyrannosaurus across your breasts? Wait, what? What do you mean what happened? What happened at Kathy's house? Aerosmith was at Kathy's house. Okay, I, I believe you. It is strange. We've all been lied to. And, um, you know, every now and then on the show, I like to... Um, throw one of my little songs up here right every now and then i sit down and i write a goofy little song i usually improvise them i don't i don't know what i'm going to sing about most of the time i don't know what the lyrics are going to be i make i make the lyrics up i kind of just wiggle my way through them and um this song actually (coughs) that i'm going to play and you can turn it off if you don't like it But this one I actually sat down, and after I improvised the lyrics, I wrote them out and kind of fine-tuned them a bit. So this song actually has some lyrics that make a bit of sense. Um, But initially, this song was just improvised. Uh, My cousin did the music, and I did the singing. And um, (coughs) I guess this song's all about lying. And... um, Here it is, just for fun. I don't claim to be a rock star. I don't even claim to be a musician, but sometimes I just like to get creative and lay down a tune, and I thought I'd share it with you. And this one somehow, too, suspiciously, I I think, you be the judge, I sound a little bit like Willie Nelson, man. But here's to lying, and here's a song dedicated to lying. Check it out. Been up all night, alone in my bed Thoughts of you spinning all through my head I've been playing back the things, the things that you said Do you even care if I'm alive or I'm dead? Now maybe words don't matter, matter to you you never account for the things that you do. So this time, baby, baby, I'm through. Nothing you say ever comes true. Now you can lie about your family and lie about your friends. You can lie about where you're going to and lie about where It was the two of us when we snuck out of town That we'd go forever, no turning around But everywhere I 
sense a little pain in that one people did that uh, strike a chord with any of you huh you've been in the old relationship with someone and nothing they say it's really all that real is it <coughs> do yourself a favor get the hell out <laughs> oh why people do it I don't know it's like breathing and eating it's part of being human. Everybody lies. It's it's just the degree to which you lie. Don't be one of them. Don't put on that old dirty homeless guy's coat. Feel good about yourself. Make the people you love feel good as well. <coughs> wow. Okay, enough. Enough. It's getting... I'm almost to tears here. I'm all, I need some Kleenex. I'm turning into Christopher Walken here. A bad Christopher Walken. Let's, let's get back to some comedy immediately right here on the forlorn Harland Highway. Hello. Hey, Harlan. Um, I just was wondering how Cinnamon Boy handles himself in the bedroom. Is there a Cinnamon Girl somewhere out there for him? Because I can just imagine it now. Oh, Cinnamon Boy! Oh, yes! Cinnamon on me, baby! Want to hear it, babe? Bye. Oh, God. I did not want to ever have to deal with Cinnamon Boy's love life. But because one of you called in... And had an inquiry. <sighs> the management said it's a legitimate question. The listener's always right. We have to address the listener's concerns if Cinnamon Boy gets it on. Unbelievable. So against my better judgment, 
I brought this kid in to get the answer. Let's just do it and get him out of here. How you doing, kid? I'm good. Yeah, why is that? Because I like cinnamon. I'm cinnamon boy. Okay, enough. Look, do you have a girlfriend? Maybe. Surely. I'll never tell. Oh, good. Okay, then you can leave. Wait a minute. Yes, I do have a girlfriend. Cinnamon girl. And she loves cinnamon. Oh, God. You mean to tell me you actually found a girl that digs your vibe? Yeah, ever since I've been on your show, I get laid all the time. Everybody's heard about my cinnamon stick. Because I'm cinnamon boy, and I love cinnamon, and girls love my cinnamon stick. Take it easy, kid. You take it easy. No, you take it easy. You're disgusting me. Why? Because I have a bigger cinnamon stick than you? Oh, no, you don't. You're not dragging me into this competition. I think I do. Oh, no, you don't, kid. Well, how big is yours? All right, I'm not getting into this. You've got a tiny. You've got a tiny. Oh, God, get out of here, kid. I would, but I'm afraid of slamming my giant cinnamon stick in the door because I'm Cinnamon Boy. Get out of here. Unreal. Please, no more calls about that. Oh, oh, here I, here I, here I. Get out of here. Harlan Williams. Good Lord. How did we go from a quiet, introspective kind of love song, a la Willie Nelson style, to segueing into Cinnamon, Cinnamon Boy's love life? Creepy. Real creepy. I think guys like Willie Nelson should have their own clothing line, don't you? Right? Because, you know, there's a lot of guys in America, farmers and guys in the Midwest, and just, you know, more like simple rural country folk who would never have, like, Dolce & Gabbana or, uh, you know, Calvin Klein or I don't even know the names of all these these designers, right? The Gap. <laughs> is that a designer? Is there, is there some guy running around Paris whose name is Gap? Hello, my name is Jean-Flance Gap. I'm sure you've heard of my clothes, the Gap. It looks like you're wearing some in your Gap right now. What, huh? You know, all these uh, designer clothes that the Hollywood types wear when they go to the Oscar parties and the Emmy parties and the who knows what else award shows. I think guys like Willie Nelson should have a you know, what is their Prada? Some of them are coming back to me now. Prada. And uh, that's that's it. Not Just one came back to me. Prada. But I think, uh, you know, Willie Nelson should have a line. So, you know, when guys like me, just regular old guys, are walking the red carpet or at a function rubbing shoulders with the president, someone shoves a microphone. What's that outfit you're wearing, Mr. Williams? And I'm like... Oh, this uh, this is Willie Nelson. Excuse me? Willie Nelson? Oh, I've never heard of him. Is he from Paris? No, he's from right here. He, he does Farm Aid every year. Are you saying Willie Nelson, Mr. Williams? It's pronounced Willie Nelson. Okay, we've got to go. Thanks for your time, Mr. Williams. See you at the barn dance. <laughs> Come on, huh? 
Wouldn't you like to be wearing a nice pair of Willie Nelson jeans? <laughs> right? Some Mr. Rogers sweaters? <laughs> right? Hey, that's a beautiful blue sweater, man. What is that? Oh, this old thing. It's a Mr. Rogers. Are you saying Mr. Rogers, dude? No, it's pronounced Mr. Rogers. You're gay, dude. Well, yeah, wearing this sweater, maybe I am. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to even things out. You know, there's like a small sect of society that wears the Dolce and Gabbana's and the the Pradas and the Pee Wee Hermans. I don't know what the designers are. I actually, I remember um, I knew a girl who was a model. And um, I guess it's called Dolce and Gabbana. I, I'm not even pronouncing it right. But there's a burger chain in California called In and Out Burger. It's like an N. It's like in, it's not In and Out Burger. It's In and Out Burger, right? So I one day made the faux pas of, you know, somehow I got dragged into a conversation about fashion with her and her whole life centered around fashion. She, she strutted the catwalk down in Milan. And one day <laughs> I said, oh, what, what is that outfit? Is that a Dolce Gabbana, right? Like in an out burger, like I put an N in there instead of an and. Man, did the model crap hit the fan that day. That was that was akin to like saying something sacrilegious about our Lord Savior. I'm like, holy God. Easy, Simba. Easy. I don't know. Look, I, I dig someone who's finely dressed. I got to say, you know, a woman who's dressed to the nines and looks killer. <coughs> Great. A guy who looks great in a tuxedo or James Bond or, you know, David Beckham, someone who wears clothes well. George Clooney wears clothes well. I think it's great, but I don't know, man. When you look around, to me, it's all just fabric, okay? It's 99% just fabric. Okay, you got your silks that were spun by Chinese silkworms and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's just fabric, man. 7,000, 20,000, 30,000 for a, for an outfit. I'm going to wear my 30,000 Dolce Gabbana to the in and out drive-through to get a burger. I don't think so. I'll just be driving down the Harlan Highway here in my Willie Nelson's <laughs> chewing on a piece of straw and waving to y'all out the window. Thanks for joining us, folks. It's been a super fun show. And remember, don't lie to anybody. And I'm going to see you back here next time. And I'm not lying. Thanks for riding along. This is Harlan Williams. And I'm checking out here on the Harlan Highway. Chicken chow mein, baby.